the Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rob, and I am back with episode number 275 of Shut Up and Grind, where we help you overcome obstacles, we share stories of defying the odds, and inspire you to clear whatever is blocking your path from accomplishing what you want to accomplish in this lifetime. So before we get going, I have a bigger monitor. So if it looks like I'm looking all over the place, it's just because this TV is big. I, I used to have one of those old school just regular monitors, and this one is like 32 inches, so I feel like I'm all over the place, and I'm not just staring at the camera, so if you see my eyes wandering, that's why. All right, so today we're going to be talking about how to deal with feeling overwhelmed. We'll probably throw in a side of stress, a side of anxiety, and helping me have this conversation is Tiffany Lindley. She's been on the show before, so she knows the drill, and she's back to share some more of her knowledge and wisdom, so welcome back to the show. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for having me again. My pleasure. And again, where are you joining us from? I'm from Dallas, Texas. Dallas. Great state of Texas. Dallas a couple times. Nice. Yeah, it was hot you know, both so, times. <laughs> well, well, I went in February both times, okay. expect, expecting it to be warm, and it was cold. It was like up yeah. here in New England cold. Yes. <laughs> so you real winter for at least a few weeks a year. <laughs> yes, yes. And also, I remember my first experience. I'm in the airport. And as I'm walking through, going to get my luggage, I see a tornado shelter. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, why am I? And I'm like, why am I staying somewhere where there's a tornado shelter? <laughs> we well, we're with you. Nothing. We're trying to keep you safe here. You know, <laughs> if you were at the house, it'd be a bathtub. True. <laughs> yeah, Very that's true. Shelter. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's too funny. All right, so give us a quick refresher of of, of uh, you know share some of your backstory. You know how you got to doing what you're doing. Okay, well, I am a licensed professional counselor. I'm also a coach. And I started about 15 years ago, you know, doing the whole grad school thing. I've always wanted to be a therapist. My mom said that I used to play, you know, Oprah with my doll. So I figured that was my <laughs> kind of, in, you know, I like to interview people, I like to hear people's stories, mm. right? Yeah. Um, and I've had a private practice for about five years now. My anniversary was this month. Oh, and, nice. you know, my purpose is to help other people find their purpose and to learn how to experience power, peace, and joy in their lives. Because those are the emotions that we're always searching for. And unfortunately, we need anger, anxiety, and depression to get us there. That's that's where the path starts because good things don't really actually motivate us. They encourage us to keep going. Yes. And so trying to get people to understand that about their mental health gives them more power to feel like they can manage it better because it's not something that's going to go away. It's something you manage. Okay. Uh, so, so break, break down those three a little deeper power, peace, and joy. Yes. My favorite things, right? So power <laughs> is the emotion. Uh, it's an emotion category. So I use this um, image called the, the feeling wheel. So on one half you got, you know, sad, mad, uh, angry. And then the other side, you got peace, power, and joy. So mm -hmm. power I say is, you know, the emotion that acknowledges our ability that we can do stuff <laughs> at a very basic mm -hmm. level, right? Yeah. Or being able to reflect on our efforts. So, you know, feeling satisfied, feeling worthwhile, feeling proud, all those things are power. And a lot of people don't like to acknowledge their power because power gets a bad rep, right? You know, we think yes. about the powerful overusing or abusing their power when in reality, 
that's not real power. <laughs> that's abuse. That's yes. its own thing. Right? <laughs> and so, yes, yeah, so that's power. And that's where I like to start people, right? Because that's, you need, you need energy to do all the other stuff. And then peace, of course, is that feeling of security, safety. And when you go a little deeper, it's actually where we find love or the feeling of like, safe love or, or I have the ability to love others because I have mm. something to give, right? If if I'm pouring from an empty cup, I'm not really pouring anything. And so yeah. peacefulness is just being able to have a relaxed and sense of safety in your life. And then of course joy is is the is the good stuff, right? The happiness that we're always looking mm. for. But there's other emotions tied to that, like just being curious and being uh you know playful, creative, you know, that's where a lot of creativity comes from out of joy because again you are coming from abundance but you have to know what you're missing in order to really understand joy right sadness is the pathway to joy because sadness acknowledges what has value and we can't really know what we value we don't really feel the the weight of it and then when we experience joy we're light because we know how important it is and we can just celebrate that so power, peace, and joy, I'm always asking clients to try to find it no matter what's happening in their life because it's always present, but we have to initiate it as individuals. We, we can't expect life to just bring it. We have to. Yes. Love it. All right. So you mentioned about people pouring from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that happens a lot in, in just life, in society. So how do you help people navigate that? Well, number one, you have to recognize that it's empty, right? Mm. Because people will go and go until usually something physical happens. Yes. Thank goodness for our bodies, right? <laughs> we were just brains floating around. We just be doing stuff. But you know, our, our bodies are finite and they they have limits and they communicate with us that something's going on, whether it's a panic attack, whether it's nausea, whether it's I can't sleep, whether it's mm. I gotta go poop all the time and I haven't eaten anything. Because yep. anxiety is, is very t- uh, closely tied to the digestive system. Um, and so, yeah, when you're, what an empty cup can feel like can be depression. Because um, depression does a lot of things. I talked about sadness being about loss, but it's also about exhaustion and just knowing that your body can force you to rest and your mind mm-hmm. can force you to rest. And that's, that can also be a, a presentation of what depression mm-hmm. looks like. And yes. so being able to know like, okay, I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I can't feel anything else. I don't want to do anything. I must be empty right now. And But again, you have to make the effort to fill yourself back up, which is why it's good to, for people to seek out help, even if it's not therapy. It could be going to a coach. It could be, you know, reading some books. It could be watching some, you know, videos. But you have to pour back into yourself. That That's the one thing you are always responsible for is yourself. And so even if you are depressed, you can't expect somebody else to pull you out of it. Yeah, see, and I'm glad you you mentioned that there's more than one way to get help. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. always about, you know, checking yourself in somewhere, you know, to to get help. It could be something as simple as journaling. You know, Mm -hmm. you could just be writing out what's happening to you. You know, it could be going to see a therapist or or, or a counselor or -hmm. just joining a a support group for whatever it is that that you're, you're talking to, because sometimes there is a stigma with going to get help because people yeah. don't want to be labeled as the C word. Crazy. Yes. <laughs> Which is just doing what people don't expect. And it's like, mm. okay, you're not committable. And there's a lot of different forms that the C word can take. Yeah. But, but yeah, stigma is real. And, you know, it's Mental Health Awareness Month this month. And so it's like, 
we have to be able to look within ourselves to realize like I can live my life regardless of what other people think about me. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is going to, you know, no matter what you believe, they're, you know, clones, all that stuff, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're getting into things that we can't really control, but you can only live your life. And so even if you do have that fear of other people judging you, those aren't the people that you need in your life then. Bingo. Bingo. It's like one of the big, biggest things that, that I do, whether whether I'm helping people navigate trauma or even if it's in the fitness space, I always yeah. say you have to evaluate your support system. It's mm-hmm. like if you have people who are dragging you down, you don't necessarily have to cut them out of your life, but just cut them out of that part of the equation. Right. It's like, you, you know what? We're not going to discuss fitness because you're you're not on this fitness wavelength. So we're right. not going to talk about it. Yeah, you know, that's like, just setting a boundary, right? Like yes, I'm going to control yes. what we talk about. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. You talk all you want. I'm not going to respond though, mm-hmm. because I can't trust that your response is going to be encouraging or helpful. It's going to be, you know, hating. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, or whatever and, they say. Well, and people pour their reality onto you. That's mm-hmm. wh- what it is. So, okay, so you tried every diet out there and you can't lose weight. That's your problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, don't put your problem. And, mm-hmm. and now I'm a fitness coach and, and I'm a right. lifelong athlete. And, and I have people telling me what their friends are like, why are you listening to your friend? <laughs> I'm like, come to me. Your friend this isn't is a nutritionist, do. a doctor, or some other exactly. expert. Yeah. We're exactly. not comparing notes here. <laughs> yep, that and everyone's metabolism is different. And it's the same thing. With whatever it is you're dealing with, it's like people cope differently. Yeah. You know, so so like what what may work for me may not work for for others. Like I I spoke on someone else's podcast a couple of days ago. We were talking mm-hmm. about navigating grief, and yeah. I spoke about when my father passed, and now I handled it one way. My brother handled it another way. My nephew handled it another way. You know, and so it was the same thing that happened. Like right. all three of same us event. watched him watched him take his last breath, you know, cause like we had to end care and, mm-hmm. but it hit us all differently. Like I was more, more accepting. Like I, I, I looked at it from a place of gratitude. Like he's not going to suffer. Yeah. You know, like if he, if he survived beyond this day, he's going to suffer, you know? So like, I, I looked at it from that lens. Now, like maybe my brother, he, he lives in New Jersey, so he didn't get to see him as much. So he, he mm-hmm. kind of, took it from a place of regret. Like I should have came up more. I should have called more. Yeah. And, and again, and you know, it's not everybody right has wrong. to go their path. Right. Yeah, and, and exactly. figure out their way. I can definitely relate to that. You know, I lost my mom. That was kind of the catalyst of me even becoming an entrepreneur. Mm. And I was there, you know, I was the last person to see her and then I had to make the call. And then, but I think the difference is, you know, because my, siblings could come to me it's like okay i'm i have to grieve myself i gotta hurry up and grieve because i gotta be (laughs) be support for other people but i i really did give myself the time and space to just be a mess and collapse and and you know i i didn't even get therapy or even i didn't even get therapy for my grief with my mom i went to like a group and i did something with a group of people like to to grieve together i felt like that was the most healing for me was just uh really sharing that with other people because it can be isolating even though people lose their mothers every day but it's like yes. i was 31 i was like there was nobody else in my life that had had made that kind of loss yeah and then you know when i did go to therapy it was for my living parent <laughs> that drives me nuts <laughs> so <laughs> you, know, the, you know every every tool isn't for everybody at every time but knowing when and where to use it that's 
that's the humanness. That is that's yes. our goals as human. We are made to work, but what does work mean? What kind of work? How do we exactly. work? And and being able to uniquely embody that is going to give you a sense of purpose, whatever that looks like. Yeah, and going back to what you said earlier, that it doesn't go away. It's something that you manage, you know, mm-hmm. and that that is so so true because people people get stuck on uh, there's something wrong with me, mm-hmm. and like and it, it, it's, there's nothing wrong with you. Like I said, I was accepting with what happened to my father, right. and then we fast forward. This was maybe 15 months. I was down in Florida for a race with a couple of of my my fitness clients. And one of the girls, her father was in the hospital. He wasn't doing well. And then she got a phone call that he probably wasn't going to survive. And when she was on that phone, it triggered something in me. Because I remember my sister calling me because my dad was in the hospital. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to go this Monday because where he was, it's an hour and 45 minutes away. And Mm -hmm. I still have to do my my business. I still have to raise my kids. You know, like there's, there's still stuff that I have to do within my own life. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go this this day and I'll go up there on Tuesday. And then my sister called me saying that he probably wasn't going to survive the day. And yeah. just hearing her get that phone call, it just it stirred it right up at me. And, and right I thought I had it, yeah, like yeah. I thought I had it under control. But just in an instant, like I, I went out front because I didn't want to de- detract you know, from what she was going through. So I went out front and I just let loose, you know, yeah. let loose with the waterworks. And it's like, wow, it's like I, I really thought I had that at bay. But you'll yeah. be surprised when it surfaces. Right. And that's the thing with emotions. I say that, you know, bless their hearts. They they just want to be acknowledged yes. and expressed. And a lot of us fear getting stuck in a feeling to the point to where you, you get stuck because you don't let it out. It's like you're literally holding it back and versus just letting it go. And then, uh, you know, I use the analogy of a home, you know, our psyche is our home and our emotions go in and out. Sometimes they knock, sometimes they burst in, sometimes they live in the basement. You don't even know they're down there. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, like you said, uh, I thought my grief was managed and, oh, he'd been living there waiting. I've been waiting to cry for like, Two years, like okay, yeah. just waiting, just waiting for the opportunity, because they're not always bullies in that way, yes. uh, but sometimes they are, and so just being able to have a relationship with your emotions—that's why it is managed, because emotions are energy in motion. They're they're constantly, they're not constantly around, but there's there's so many things that can trigger them, and respecting that. Okay, this is this is giving me information. This is not a sign that there's something wrong with me. Yes. The reason I feel like something wrong is because there's a problem that needs to be solved or there's a something that needs to be addressed or acknowledged and figuring out when and where to to address it is. Yeah, that's the management part. But to think that, OK, I was depressed once at 16 and there's no chance I could ever be depressed again because mm. I, I can manage my life, even though there's way more things we can't control than we can. That's just not a rational yeah. way to think about things. That's not a wise way to think. So in your travels, how much do you deal with people who are just in denial? Oh, <laughs> it is not just a river in Egypt, right? Um, self-awareness is the first step of self-control, right? We have yes. to acknowledge what's there. We saw, we, you know, not everybody has sight, but everybody can see. And, yes. and when I deal with a client, I'm trying to think of one specifically that I can be vague about. Um, you know, when I work with couples sometimes, and I'm not the kind of therapist that says you need to break up because I don't, I'm, I'm optimistic. Hey, 
I know what I can do. I know what I can teach you and the skills that I can give you to help improve your relationship. But if you don't want to do it, (laughs) (laughs) I I can't help you in that way. All I can (laughs) do is give you support. Um, People denying, like not wanting to acknowledge that they have a neurodivergency, that they're ADHD or something. Because I can't Mm -hmm. diagnose autism because it requires a bunch of tests. But, you know, people can self-diagnose. And I respect that just as much as them going to, because nobody would want to be autistic. They don't have to because it's hard to deal (laughs) with social interaction when your brain is like, "Mm, I want to do that. Like, (laughs) it's this internal way of like, you're fighting yourself and you're trying to mask and fit in with society. And you're just not wired that way. And so I think sometimes people are denying that. Well, it's just this. It's just that. It's just this. It's just that. You know, finding all these other reasons, but then you can't, you don't get to a sense of peace. You know, that's how you're going to stay in denial. Like you can't have peace without the truth. Yeah. I want to share a quick quick story highlighting that. So I Mm -hmm. I was working with a young man. He's down in Florida Mm -hmm. and he's, he's on the spectrum, right? So he's on the spectrum. And so he's a freelance writer. And I was just helping him, you know, better speak about himself. You know, he's very, you know, you know, Gen Z, you know, they're very introverted. They're very shy, you know, so a majority of them, you know, we can't lump lump them all in the same box, but a majority of them, you know, the social skills aren't there from from like us Gen Xers, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so anyway, and he says that he, he was trying, he was like almost ashamed that he's on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And, and I said, you you can't you can't be ashamed of it. I said that would be like if I was ashamed of having brown skin. It's like that's yeah, something that something. I cannot change. You know, it's like if you're on the spectrum, you're on the spectrum. I said lean into it. I said lean into it. Become a successful writer in spite of being on the spectrum. I said, and now you put yourself in a position of power to where you can inspire other people who are on the spectrum and they're afraid to step into it. And then exactly. he's, he's, he's done that now. He got he got the internship he was looking for. He's got he got hired as a freelance writer, you know, all from stepping into what's already there. Embracing. It's like you're trying to create something that's not present. <laughs> you know, it's like you have it, to be it, it what you exist. need, right? Yeah. Be what you need to see. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So no, that's like that's awesome. That, that everything is, that's changed. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Except that <laughs> self-acceptance is a big big part of the work I do as well is like how do we get to a place of acceptance well you have to stop judging because yes. it took me a while to really explain like why judgment so bad because I'm like you know I'm I, I can be hypercritical like anybody else I can be mm-hmm. judgmental like anyone else but it's like why is judgment so painful and it's because what does a judge do it, it gives a sentence yeah and so when we judge others and judge ourselves it gives a sentence and now we have these consequences we have to deal with, or there's this negative thing that I have to live with versus, okay, this is the truth, but we're, you're not on trial here. You're just yeah. living. Mm-hmm. There's a time and a place to be judged in the courtroom usually is the only place, but otherwise if we, if we don't judge ourselves in our everyday life, it's easier to move through. We're not stuck. We're not jailed by the fact that you failed or the fact that that relationship didn't work or, or the fact that you didn't get that job. Like, I didn't get that job, therefore I'm bad. Now I'm bad forever. Like, don't judge yourself. No, it didn't feel good. I don't like the outcome, but what did I learn from it? Oh, okay, what can I do better? Okay, now I have energy to move versus energy that's gonna get me stuck. Exactly. I always use one word, next. (laughs) If I apply for a job, I don't get it, next. 
You know, if I ask a girl if she wants to go out, she says no. Next. <laughs> you know, take the L. It's okay to take the L. Yes. <laughs> and I, uh, I was just talking to my client uh, today about it. And it's one thing that comes up all the time. And it's like, we predict negative outcomes and they happen and then we're mad. Because you're right. You have predictive abilities. Look at you, clairvoyant. Where it's like, why are you mad? You really wanted it to go good. So why not just let, let hope have some space too? Like, mm -hmm. I hope it goes well, but I'd be disappointed. And be real with yourself, I'd be disappointed if I didn't get it. Both of those yeah. possibilities are there. And yeah. when it happens, you can respond in the moment versus trying to feel it in the in the past yes. or something in the future that you can't predict. Mm -hmm. And don't get mad if you're right. <laughs> I love being right, even when it's something that sucks. I told you. That, that's why people like, Love that I told you so, right? Because it's like, well, mm. it doesn't affect me, but I told you so. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. Right. It, it's like I always say, hope for the best. You know, be prepared for the worst, but but don't craft an entire narrative around the worst. Yes, well, give all that energy to the to the bad outcome, and like, okay, can, can we can we imagine the good stuff too? Like, yeah, yeah. It, you know, like being being an athlete. You know, it's like I'm back coaching track and field now. And so one of my my main events is is the high jump. Okay. And, you know, as I'm working with the athletes, I told them, I'm like 80% of your training should be you missing the bar. And, you know, they, they, they're kind of like, like, yeah, like, because it's the high jump, right? You have to learn to jump high. You learn to jump high, not from jumping low. Like it, it doesn't work that way. So, so we have to put the bar up to something that's challenging so that you have to put forth more effort. You have to learn the techniques and the skills to get yourself up and over the bar. Because right. when the bar is low, you don't put forth as much effort. So you're not paying as much attention to detail. And mm -hmm. the same is true in, in business and in life. Like if you're, if your bar that you set for yourself is super low, what what do you think is going to happen to your actions? You know, yeah. your actions aren't going to be what it needs to be. But if you set your bar high, then you're like, oh, I have to I have to step gotta, up and, and meet this challenge. I got to market. I got to do, you know, I got to do yes. the things right. No, that mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. Right. And being able to accept that you're not supposed to get it every time. I don't know yes. where this idea came from that we have to be Perfectionism, I get it, but I don't, right? It's like, mm. we all say, well, nobody's perfect, but why are you trying to be perfect? <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> like you're spending all the energy either crying over why you're not perfect or trying to be perfect whether, versus like, what's my best? Like yes. now there's openness of like, you can accept more of what you do. Like, okay, that wasn't my best. Oh, that was. You can't even mm. like an analyze yourself appropriately because yep. you're too busy judging yourself for not yes. being perfect. One of my first business coaches always said, done beats perfect every time. He's like, <laughs> build the website and launch it. Mm -hmm. Like build it and launch it. Get it done. Do it. Get a couple sales and then upgrade it. <laughs> he's like, yeah. it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, like there's no such thing as the perfect website. And then even now with artificial intelligence, taking over everything now now oh. everything's everything is going in that direction but mm -hmm. like he said those those words and, and he's so right it's like just get it done mm -hmm. you know it's like if uh you're gonna write write a book he's like just write it write it get it done if you left things out write another book <laughs> you know hey what i didn't say in this first one or here's edition number two like <laughs> yes exactly no that's that's definitely some wise uh, wise advice because a lot of times and we're talking about overwhelm specifically Yes. People have all of these 
spinning plates mm. and worry i think is a big part of that because worry happens outside of time worry can happen yes. all we can worry about the past the present the future alternative mm. universes is you know just worry <laughs> when really you need concern because yes. concern is focused and it's in the moment and if i get to a point where I, my concern leads me to no solution okay either i've actually i have a solution that i'm not acknowledging or i need to move on to a new problem yes. okay i can't really do much about this this is all i can do and you do what you can do and then you move on yeah because if you let it sit there and fester and worries hanging out then they going back to the house analogy right now it's a house party and it's not a good party it is a rager and you do not want to have to clean all that mess up after yep. after you've exhausted yourself from being so overwhelmed with all the things you have to do or think you have to do. Yeah, uh, the same business coach, he had us do, because like I was in a, a mastermind group with him. He had us do a to-do list mm -hmm. and, a, and a today list. So, <laughs> okay. Right? So he said, on your today list is the most pressing things that you need to get done. He's like, mm -hmm. if you have a half a tank of gas in your car, that, that could be on the to-do list. Like it's not something, it like if it's on E, <laughs> then it would be on the today list. Like this oh. needs to get done today. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, my laundry basket is half full. All right, that's on the to-do list. If it's over, if it's overflowing, that's a today list. Yeah. He's like, and just make sure everything on your today list is done. Then you look at your to-do list and move over what right. needs to, to think be about it done you get the momentum from getting those kind of urgent things done it's like oh you know i still got some energy left let me try to yes. knock out some more things it's it's a momentum thing like i was saying those negative mm. that negative okay that anxiety or that fear or whatever oh i don't want this bad i don't want this bad outcome is the catalyst but then when you reflect on your progress like oh look at that look at all the stuff i got done and yes. now i've got energy to do more and keep going and then when i rest i can have peace I'm like oh i did so many things look at that yes look at yes. me celebrate and <laughs> it's, it's a good thing right like i love when people tell me that they're not a morning person and and i mean i get it you know people are whoever they are but my thing is like if it like for me i mean i am a morning person like like i, I can roll out of bed and just get to work but my thing is like if if you're not the most productive in the morning that's when you should knock out most of your list <laughs> it's like you don't want to do the tedious stuff when you're full of energy and all vibrant right, right? you want to be fun and now you want to be creative and yeah and like no you need to do the stuff you hate <laughs> exactly you know so like do you know work on that stuff when you when you're feeling at your lowest during the day like that's when you'll you'll want to fold laundry it's like you want to be up and you have your coffee and you're ready to tackle the world and then you got to start doing chores that just seems like a bigger buzzkill to me. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm different. <laughs> I don't know. And, and I guess it's just so funny. Like, I'm not a morning. Like, you're a person in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not a person that enjoys <laughs> the morning. And mm. the thing is, habits, we have rhythms, circadian rhythms, ultradian rhythms that you, your brain has already, but you de designate what that looks like. If yeah. you can become a person that has more energy in the morning. Uh, you were talking about trauma a little earlier, like, trauma changes your natural circadian rhythm and you mm -hmm. might be more alert at night because your evolutionary brain was like look that's when the monsters come out whatever your monsters are doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter i gotta be alert i can't go to sleep and it's like you have to train your brain to say no brain this yes. is this is a time where everything is actually calm like in about five hours when my kids get up mm -hmm. that's when we need to go into fight mode right <laughs> we need to be active and alert and so i think even just accepting that gives you space to be different. 
Like, okay, if you say you're not a morning person, okay, I'm not a morning person, but what can I do to be a morning person? But there's no space for you to ask that question because you've judged yourself. You've had that sentence, I'm not a morning person. So Mm -hmm. you're not going to do anything to change that versus, okay, I'm not naturally a morning person, but I can can figure some ways Mm -hmm. out to be better in the morning. You know? Yes. Like one big, big thing I say to people, whether it's in fitness and life, whether it's the coaching, you're only good at what you practice. It's, it's that practice simple. how you play. That's what my coaches all the time. I played basketball and as a teenager, practice how you play. Yep. Like right now I, I suck at golf and why? Cause, <laughs> cause I don't play golf. <laughs> That's why I suck at it. Mm-hmm. If, if I went out, bought a golf club and I went out there every single day and worked on the skills, give me a few months. I'll be good at I'll be good at golf but or better at right golf. Let's not let's well, not better. You know. Yes, yes, <laughs> better. It's really good. No, I'm better. Nothing about but myself with like uh, what's a sport that I'm just like terrible at because I don't try things. You know, sometimes you don't try things you're not good at. Like okay, yes. swimming was something I was a swim coach when I was in graduate school. Like mm. psychologically, I still know how to teach somebody how to swim. I use swimming analogies all the time oh, in yeah. my work. I was like, yep. oh, it's been a while since I've swam. I hope I don't sink. Like, you know, but I feel like things like that. I was like, no, you know exactly what to do. You just have to put yourself in the version of yourself that knew how to swim and then adjust for the new body that you have because you are yes. not the same body you were at 22. Yeah. And then go from there. <laughs> so even if it is something that, you know, you are unskilled at, right? It's it's acceptance of where you are, right? Give yourself the space and knowing that you have to put the effort in and be okay with feeling bad about it in the beginning because eventually you're going to feel good. Yes. Like knowing that the good feeling is coming because you're looking for it. You have to look for the good. Good yes. is not, good can be right in your face. People say that all the time. I was the best thing that ever happened to them. They didn't realize until I left, right? Mm. Well, because <laughs> yep. you can't, if you're not looking for it, you're not going to see it. But when it's gone, you're going to feel it. Yes. I, I say that on almost every single show. It's like, every, it's like everyone's like your breakthrough. It's right there, but you're so focused on the firestorm that you're not seeing it's right. It's waving. It's waving at you right in front of your face. It's like here, here it is. The path is right here. But then once the dust settles and then you can start to see, just like when people say that they want to start something, I always say, just just get started and you'll be surprised the doors that that open like mm-hmm. and, and all the doors. They were already there. You yeah. just didn't see it because you didn't lean into it yet. Mm-hmm. And then once you once you start, like when I was going into into fitness, you know, 14 years ago, you know, I dropped out of college. So like I don't have a business background. I didn't know marketing. I don't know branding, but mm-hmm. I knew how to get people to believe in themselves. Yeah. So like I said, let's just start there. Just start getting start people results, gifts, right? Start and then, yep, then people would call me, "Hey, I got a treadmill I'm giving away. Can you use it? Sure. Hey, I'm moving. Um, you want want my weights?" And things just started happening. And then two right. two of my clients approached me. This TV keeps shutting off. Why? Sorry, hold on. Can Can you hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. It's just the light. The light changed. That's all. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the the TV shut off, and I don't know why it shut off. All right. Anyways, but but yeah, and. It's, it's like just everything just started un- unfolding because I was focused on it, you know, and be- before that, it seemed like it was such a pipe dream that I'd never be able to pull this off. But because I was still working in the restaurant and, you know, working 40 to 60 hours a week yeah. and I just I wasn't focused on what I wanted most. But then once I started focusing on fitness, it's like all of these doors that were seemingly already there, <laughs> you know, just 
opened up came, came to light you know exactly. so um all right so let people know where they can find you because uh speaking of coaching i gotta go yeah, you gotta my, get to your coaching kids. Yeah, yeah but no I, again thank you you know this is your platform but it's it's always great to have the stories that make us who we are and yes. you can find me uh on epiphany lane is the name of my business uh that includes my texas-based therapy practice my coaching i do media I do speaking and I have a course coming up about purpose called Pathway to Purpose. Join the email list. You can stay in touch with me and kind of see how that can maybe help you take those steps and look for those doors and figure out where you're going before you start this big thing and do the big things that you're made to do. So I appreciate you, Robert. You know, you're my boy. You can always <laughs> call me if you need some mental health uh, support. I got you. Absolutely. We'll, we'll do. And um. I think, did you take a spot for one of my panels coming up? I don't think so. Not this time. I think I missed the last one. So okay. if there is a spot, I'll, yeah, just, just. Okay. Yeah. I know, I know the May and the June one are both, are both all booked already. So I'll, I'll double check for the, for the July one. I think there's still okay, a couple spots open there mm -hmm. and yeah, we'll get you back, back on. All righty. Right, okay. Well, thank well, you enjoy, very much. Enjoy your running. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> all right. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs>